This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a longtime vacated Federal Employee Oversight Board finally has enough members to operate. The Labor Department starts handing out money to improve states' unemployment systems. And the Postal Service says if you need another COVID test, all you have to do is ask. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A board crucial to federal employees has a quorum after a long period of vacancy. We get more from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Senate has confirmed two of three nominees for the Merit Systems Protection Board, which, among other things, hears appeals of adverse employment actions. The board has lacked a quorum, though, for more than 1,800 days or five years. Senators approved Ray Lyman and Tristan Levitt, but did not act on the third nominee, Kathy Harris. Levitt already works at the board as general counsel. The new members face a backlog of nearly 3,700 cases. Tom Tamman, Federal News Network. The Labor Department is handing out the first tranche of funding to shore up state unemployment systems from identity fraud and cyber attacks. Labor awarded $20 million to three states and the District of Columbia to improve service delivery and equitable access to services. Labor received $2 billion from the American Rescue Plan Act and has been working with teams from the U.S. Digital Service to address long-standing problems with state unemployment systems. Labor's Inspector General estimated that as much as $36 billion was lost to fraud in the unemployment insurance program under the CARES Act in 2020. The Senate takes a shot at the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for health care workers. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. The Senate passes a largely symbolic measure that would block the Biden administration from enforcing a vaccine mandate for most health care workers both in and out of government. Kansas Senator Roger Marshall introduced the resolution, which passed along party lines. The resolution still has to make it through the House, but the White House says President Joe Biden opposes the resolution and plans to veto it if it reaches his desk. The Supreme Court in January upheld the administration's ability to enforce its mandate. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. President Biden says households can order more free rapid COVID tests at covidtest.gov starting next week. Biden says households can request another round even if they've already ordered free tests. The Postal Service says it's delivered more than 270 million free COVID tests so far. That's more than 68 million packages delivered to households since January. USPS says it's taking a little over a day for the agency to deliver COVID tests once they've been received from the manufacturer. Employees at the Pentagon will no longer need to wear masks. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. After going through the Omicron variant, the Pentagon is once again easing its COVID-19 restrictions on the reservation. Employees are no longer mandated to wear masks. The Pentagon moved its health protection level from Charlie to Bravo. That means office spaces can move from 25% capacity to 50% capacity. Meetings can have up to 49 people and indoor seating will return in the food court. The Pentagon's continuing to offer maximum telework opportunities to its employees when possible. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. The Navy is officially kicking off its education task force. The point of the panel is to move Navy and Marine Corps school curriculum closer to strategic guidance set out for 2030. Those plans put a larger focus on near-peer competition. Members of the panel include the leader of the North Dakota University System and the president of the University of Nebraska. 
Jeffrey Specht, who's been executive director of the DOD Cybercrime Center, is retiring after leading it for three years. Overall, Specht has a combined 27 years of civil service, both with DC-3 and the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, where he also led as executive director. Specht says he'll be taking a position with Oracle as its senior director for government security. HHS is turning to its eighth CIO in the last seven years. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the scoop. The Department of Health and Human Services is bringing in a familiar face to be its new chief information officer. Carl Mathias, the CIO for the U.S. Marshals Service since 2015, will join HHS on March 14th, according to an internal email obtained by Federal News Network. Mathias will replace Perrin Ashmore, who was the last permanent CIO and who retired in May. In HHS, Mathias takes over the third largest civilian agency IT budget of more than $6 billion, but a decentralized organization that has lacked long-term stability in the CIO role. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A new audit knocks a major regulatory agency for its supply chain practices. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation has not evaluated risks in its supply chain. That's according to a new report from the Office of Inspector General. The FDIC spends over $2 billion a year on products and services. The OIG says the agency should document supply chain risks and threats. It also recommends the FDIC do supply chain risk assessments when it makes purchases. Agencies hope to make big strides this year with modernizing the security clearance process. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday tells us how. The Office of Management and Budget views 2022 as a key year for overhauling the cumbersome security clearance process. OMB's Jason Miller. This year is the year we need to drive it forward. 2022 is the most significant, most consequential year for personnel vetting reform. Miller says OMB and other lead agencies are updating key policies while closely tracking the development of the National Background Investigation Services software. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. And IRS needs to be economical as it tackles improving customer experience. The agency wants to reduce its reliance on paper, but just making all 1,400 or so forms digital is not practical, depending on how taxpayers and businesses use them. Harrison Smith, in the IRS Enterprise Digitalization and Case Management Office, says the agency will sometimes fund small pilot programs, maybe 30 days long and $25,000 in funding. But if the pilot works, they can keep funding it and keep getting results. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.